0: 8K
1: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, Jimmy Lai, Lee Chuck yan and Young Sum plead guilty to taking part in an unauthorised assembly in 2019. National security suspect Andy Lee makes his first court appearance since returning from the mainland last month. And the government says calls for people to cast blank or spoiled ballots may amount to electoral sabotage. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai, former lawmaker Lee Chuck yan and former Democratic Party chairman Young Sum have pleaded guilty to taking part in an unauthorized assembly in 2019. They're expected to be sentenced on April 16th. Wendy Wong reports.
2: An anti-government march on Hong Kong Island on August 31st, 2019, descended into chaos with clashes erupting between police and protesters in various districts. Prosecutors said the march, called for by the Civil Human Rights Front, had been banned by police. The court was shown video footage of Mr. Lai, Mr. Lee and Mr. Young attending a rally in Wan Chai as well as a subsequent demonstration. The video showed crowds blocking roads while police repeatedly warned people they were taking part in an illegal assembly. A media interview presented in court showed Mr. Lee saying that people had a right to demonstrate while another video showed Mr. Lai calling on everyone to join the march. Mr Lee told the court that although he was pleading guilty he hadn't done anything wrong and history would absolve him. The guilty pleas came 6 days after Mr Lai, Mr Lee and five former opposition lawmakers were convicted of the same offence for the rose in a separate 2019 protest. They all face a maximum sentence of 5 years imprisonment under the public order ordinance.
1: A 15-year-old boy who was shot by the police during the 2019 protests has been sent to a training centre after pleading guilty to rioting. Jimmy Choi reports.
3: Fenling Magistracy heard that a plainclothes officer was surrounded by a crowd in Yunlong on the night of October 4, 2019, after around 200 people gathered in the area to protest against the government's anti-mask law. When a policeman got out of his car, someone grabbed his neck from behind and attempted to snatch his gun. He then fired a shot which hit the defendant, who was 14 at the time, in the thigh. Lawrence Locke, the teenager's lawyer, said his client was remorseful and his probation report was positive. The boy did not blame the officer for firing the shot and felt that he deserved to be hit, Mr Locke said, adding that his client believed he would have made the same decision had he been surrounded by a violent crowd. The lawyer also asked the court to consider his client's young age, saying the teenager had been influenced by online calls and the sentiment of the crowd. But in sentencing, Magistrate Don So said the defendant had to receive a criminal record and needed to be sent to a training centre considering the seriousness of the case.
1: Former mainland detainee Andy Lee has appeared in court to face national security charges. It's his first appearance since he was returned from Shenzhen. Vicky Wong reports.
3: A convoy of police vans and motorcycles accompanied Andy Lee to West Kowloon Court after he completed his 14-day quarantine period. Supporters say he spent the time in a psychiatric hospital after serving a prison term in Shenzhen for illegally entering mainland waters. Prison authorities have not commented. Mr Lee faces charges of conspiring to collude with foreign forces and conspiring to assist an offender, as well as possession of ammunition without a license. After the clerk read out the offences, the defendant, who appeared to be in good spirits, said he understood them. Lawrence Law for Mr Lee said his client was not applying for bail and would waive his right to regular reviews of the bail situation. Chief Magistrate Victor So adjourned the case to May the 18th for transfer to the High Court.
1: The government has said that calling on people to boycott elections or cast blank votes could amount to electoral sabotage, as top officials floated the idea of a ban on such appeals. Both ideas have been mooted as potential forms of protest after Beijing's overhaul of Hong Kong's electoral system. Speaking at a legislative meeting, the constitutional affairs minister Eric Tsang said organizing, promoting or appealing for such acts may amount to sabotage. Speaking through an interpreter, he said the law may have to change.
2: As an individual, of course, you have to right to cast your vote or not. However, if someone is to organize or incite others to cast a blank vote or not to vote or to invalidate your vote about paper, then to a certain extent, it will be regarded as manipulating the election. You ask others to go to the polling station and you ask them to do so, then you may change the result of the election.
1: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past eleven. However, veteran political scholar Mar Nock says calling for the casting of blank ballots is similar to other forms of electioneering. Chinese university academics says that's completely different to manipulation of campaigning activities actually try to affect the result or outcome of the election. I don't know what he precisely means by manipulating the election because the government has been accusing like arranging primaries as an example of manipulating elections. So I think, of course, if the government is going to change the rules forbidding calling on voters to cast a blank vote or not to cast a vote, then it would be affecting the upcoming election. Professor Ma says the government should be motivating people to vote, not outlawing abstentions and protest voting. Researchers in Britain who examined the records of a quarter of a million patients in the United States have found that people who've had coronavirus were more likely to have a brain illness. Researchers from Oxford University discovered that most of the main illnesses affecting the brain, including psychosis, stroke and depression, were more common in people who had COVID-19 in the previous six months. Professor Masoud Hussain is one of the study's authors. Being ill with COVID for some people would also make them psychologically distressed rather than just the global effects of the pandemic alone. There's not much evidence that the virus itself damages the neurons. It can access the brain, but it seems to have effects on the immune system cells in the brain, for example, and other non-neuronal cells. And of course there can be remote effects because the virus increases the chances of having clots which can also get to the brain and cause strokes. Health officials say they're worried that the coronavirus could be transmitting silently in Toon Moon after two people were confirmed as having COVID-19 and another tested preliminary positive. Two of them live in the same building. But Dr. Chuan Shu from the Centre for Health Protection said they were still checking whether there was a link
3: we we cannot find any exact uh, linkage between these three cases yet for the two cases who are staying in the same building one of them did not go out So it is possible that his uh, family member or or friend who visited her during the incubation period may be a case. We are tracing whether they, if they are confirmed, whether there's any um, common exposure between, for example, a case and, and another case. Possible areas may be the nearby malls or the markets and so on.
1: There were also six imported cases. Government advisor on the pandemic has urged health officials to cancel the SAR's order of AstraZeneca COVID 19 vaccines amid concerns of a link between the shot and rare blood clots. Professor David Hoy said the European regulators were still looking into the matter and they've since come up with a link. He also noted that the drug maker had not applied for emergency use authorization in the SAR. The Chinese university academic said officials should look to order second-generation vaccines instead of buying the AstraZeneca jabs. For the AstraZeneca vaccine, the vaccine effectiveness against the South African strain is down to 10%, and this is undesirable. We have enough vaccines for the whole of Hong Kong population at the moment. So I think at this stage, we don't have any urgent need to purchase a third vaccine. I think we should actually keep the resources watch out for any new development. Agency bosses have suggested making vaccinations compulsory for domestic helpers before they fly in from the Philippines, as some experts call for a ban on all arrivals from the country. Francis Sitt reports.
2: University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Park Lung said Hong Kong should ban all flights from countries such as the Philippines and India, the source of many of the SAR's imported cases. He said a ban is needed to keep COVID-19 variants out. But Teresa Liu from the Association of Hong Kong Manpower Agencies said this would have a huge impact on families who urgently need helpers. She said many domestic helpers have seen their flights to Hong Kong cancelled amid a rise in imported cases. She said her group would ask Philippine authorities, whether helpers could get priority for inoculation. Betty Yong, who chairs the employers of Overseas Domestic Helpers Association, agreed that vaccination would protect helpers. But Dr. Ho expressed reservations, pointing to limited vaccine supplies in the Philippines.
1: Research Group has expressed concern at reports that the government is considering restricting access to information in the land registry. Journalist groups have already complained about limits on access to the company registry, which they say will make it harder to identify the directors of business. The library Research Community says any such changes to the land registry would hamper its studies of land and housing policy. Brian Wong is a member of the group. This kind of information would be very important for us to verify the data we've obtained from various sources. And this would help us to arrive in a very solid conclusion. But without this kind of verification, then our argument would be much weaker. And the civil society and also research group would would lose a very valuable tool into arguing for improvement into land and housing costs. RTHK says it will not receive any awards while a review of the public broadcaster's operations is underway. This comes amid reports that the Human Rights Press Awards, or HRPA, had notified this year's winners via email, including RTHK staff. Last week, RTHK management said it was reviewing the mechanism for nominating programmes for awards and would withdraw all of the station's current entries. But the HRPA said it would not withdraw the entries as the judging process had already begun. Thousands of Hong Kongers packed beaches, hiking trails and outlying islands over the sunny eastern Qingming holidays. But as most of us returned to work today, one legacy of the long weekend remained. Photos posted online showed large piles of rubbish littering various scenic spots. Senior Conservation Manager at the Environmental Group Green Power, Henry Loy, said this might be because many of those who had headed out to the country aren't familiar with the concept of taking their trash home with them. He has this reminder for anyone planning a trip in future.
3: I think they should pay attention not leaving the rubbish on the countryside. And uh, I think they should prepare well. Maybe they take some food without package to the countryside and maybe also prepare a waterproof bed. When there is rubbish, they can keep it in the bed and take it back to the uh, urban area to, to live.
1: Former lawmaker Nathan Law has said he has been granted political asylum in the UK almost 10 months after he fled Hong Kong ahead of the imposition of the national security law last June. Damon Pang reports. In a series of tweets, Nathan Law said, After several interviews in four months, the UK Home Office has informed me that my asylum application is approved. The fact that I am wanted under the national security law shows that I am exposed to severe political persecution and am unlikely to return to Hong Kong without risk, he added. Police have not publicly confirmed multiple media reports that the activist is wanted for alleged national security violations, though an arrest warrant had been issued after he failed to attend a hearing in October over charges related to the banned June 4th vigil last year. The European Commission has condemned an apparently sexist snub to its president, Ursula von der Leyen, on her visit to Turkey on Tuesday. She was made to sit on the side on a sofa in Ankara, while her male European Council counterpart, Charles Michel, and President Recep Tayyip Erdogan sat on formal chairs at the head of the room. The Commission's spokesman, Eric Maimer said Ms. von der Leyen preferred to focus on substantive issues, including Turkey's withdrawal from the Istanbul Convention to protect women and children from violence. President Ursula von der Leyen was clearly surprised, and you can see that in the video. But allow me to clarify that, however surprised she may have been, she chose, and I think it was the right approach, to prioritise substance over questions of form of protocol. That's certainly what European citizens would have expected of her. Accounting firm Deloitte says Hong Kong's IPO market probably won't be affected much if the mainland set up a new stock exchange targeting major overseas firms. Reports say Beijing has asked regulators to look into setting up such a bourse, but Deloitte says Hong Kong has nothing to fear for now. Managing partner Edward Auer says the relatively young mainland markets would only bring healthy competition.
2: There is a lot of room, I mean, for the market. I mean, in mainland, to develop in order to cater for different lists of the companies in different stages of development in China. Hong Kong actually has been, because of the international financial center, and because of professional, because of the great team of funds, and also people of funds, I mean, there's still a lot of, I mean, a uh, uh, role that Hong Kong can take. And I don't see this will affect Hong Kong, because Hong Kong fundamental is very solid.
1: The accounting firm says 32 new listings in Hong Kong over the first quarter of the year have raised almost 133 billion billion, eight times higher than the same period last year. It also expects 10 US-listed mainland firms to make secondary, secondary listings in Hong Kong by the end of the year, even as tensions between Washington and Beijing show no sign of abating. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, Jimmy Lai, Lee chuk and Young Sun plead guilty to taking part in an unauthorised assembly in 2019. National security suspect Andy Lee makes his first court appearance since returning from the mainland last month. and The government says calls for people to cast blank or spoiled ballots may amount to electoral sabotage. The news from RTHK.
2: A small levy can enhance regulation of the insurance industry and protection for policyholders. Under the system from April 1st, 2021, the Insurance Authority collects a levy from policyholders at a new rate which is 0.1% of the insurance premiums, and the cap has been adjusted accordingly. Insurers have been directed to collect the levy for the authority. Please contact your insurer for details. Small levy, big protection.
0: Radio 3,
2: live on the web. rthk.org.hk
0: Hast du etwas anderes? 99 Jahre Krieg ließen keinen Platz für Sieger Kriegsminister gibt's nicht mehr Und auch keine düsen Flieger Heute zieh ich meine Runden Seh die Welt in Trümmern liegen
1: Getting us started for the second hour of The Late Show for this Wednesday, the 7th of April 2021. Now, of course, Nina, 99 Luftballons. I'm Simon Wilson, sitting in for Uncle Ray, Hong Kong's national treasure and the world's most durable DJ. Staying safe during this current COVID spike enjoying some time off in the meantime playing music of the 50s through 80s from now well for another 10 minutes or so then we're going to slow things down with of ballads and easy listening all the way through till one here's now his queen i want to break free